0: So um, so amazing, I, I wrote this, this, this uh, title in the sermon, um, what do you call it, in the preaching roster a couple of months ago, I got some thought and I wrote it in there, I don't know exactly what the thought was about, but then the whole lo- week, last week, I was doing a leadership coaching course. Um, which was absolutely amazing, but it's all about asking the right questions. And um, so then I thought, well, maybe it's applicable, so I'll stick to the plan. The art of the question, who should be asking the questions? You know, who's the second most intelligent person that's ever been in the world? Can anybody maybe switch on the lights so I can see your facial expressions and know what's going on? who is the second most intelligent person that we think has ever lived? Einstein. Yeah. Who would be the most intelligent? (laughs) Anyway. um, We are Christians. So, Albert Einstein said that if you'd give me one hour to solve any problem, I'd take the first 55 minutes to ensure that I get to the right question. And I take the last five minutes to see if I can solve it. A lady who is a psychologist and, a, and a, I think it but like in neuropsychology and things, an amazing lady called Nancy Klein, she said, and this is kind of a life's work also, but she said that the mind is at its best. What did I write here? The mind works best in the presence of a question. So you want your neurons to get going works best in the presence of a question. I've realized that answers sometimes specify us but questions inspire and drive us. Sometimes we like to get the answers from the, the from pulpit because it makes us go oh, okay cool box ticked sorted I don't have to worry about it that's the answer but a question it makes you walk out of here going you need to find the answer. And uh, a lot of the rabbinical ways that the Jewish people would the thought is also along these lines and one guy told me the other day that one rabbi had a class and he said uh he asked him a question about a specific portion of scripture and the one guy said this is what i think one of his disciples said this is what i think it means and he said oh, okay that's that's cool that's really good and then the other guy said no 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 but i i disagree i think it means da," and he said i really like that I really like that too. And then the third guy said, no, wait, Robbie, how can you say that was good and that was good? It's like way opposite. You you need to... And he said, I like the way you're thinking. Okay? What did they walk away with? Questions. We do well with questions because we answer them for ourselves because we cannot go on without it. So, so, so it's really good for us. And... Um, when we are in disciple making relationships or mentoring relationships, coaching relationships, the things we're trying to advocate among us. We would often think, but if you want to learn from me, if you want to learn from me, the Western society will say, ask me anything you want, I'll tell you, right? I need, I, I need to tell you and you need to ask me. But even Jesus, who was the greatest teacher ever, he asked, he asked 308 questions I think in the gospels Jesus asks many more questions than he answers to be precise he asks 307 questions I think after the gospels he said Saul Saul why do you persecute me so if we add that one in it's 308 okay Um, so to be precise Jesus asks 307 just think about that question Saul Saul why do you persecute me who are you What do you mean? Like, what is this? Then Saul spent three years trying to figure that out, and then he started seeing people again. But anyway, so to be precise, Jesus asked 307 questions. He is asked 183 questions, of which he only answers three questions directly. What do great teachers and disciple-makers do? They ask questions. Um, this really came to life when I saw the amazing power that is within all of you. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is unlocking the inherent power of your minds and souls and hearts of you sitting here. Because the amazing potential here, and I can share, I can tell you this much, I think a lot of it is dormant because of the way that we operate. If we could unlock this, it would be amazing. So one such instance, and I'm going to share this um, so i don 't think Simon would mind, but my world changed after this little occurrence is that Simon phoned me the one guy, one day as most people do when they 've got a very difficult spiritually related situation okay what What should i do okay the the first port of call is to call the guy that should know the answer, so he phoned me and he said. Hey, Bru, I've got a very difficult situation here. A, um, and, and it was about the fact that a, a, a couple or a lady asked him if he could shoot their wedding. And he said, sure, because he's a wedding photographer. And he said we could set up a meeting. And he checked out on Facebook and he saw that this lady was in a homosexual relationship. So then he was confounded as a Christian as to what should my response now be. And he phoned me. I'm like, this is unfair. (laughs) So, like partly because of my um, unwillingness to answer his question and to force him to do something. I said, dude, this must have been the Holy Spirit, but it changed my life. I I said, dude, have you read all the scriptures in the Bible on homosexuality? No, I haven't. Oh okay, why don't you do that, put them all down, and then with that ask the Holy Spirit what does he think a good strategy would be. He said, okay, cool, I'll, I'll do that. Simon came back with the most, with the wisest thing that I've ever heard. He came back and he told me, I've read the scriptures, it was insightful, I never knew about half of them. And there aren't so many as I thought there would be. And then he said, well, I, then I, I got a specific solution for this situation. And I have a general s- solution for situations that might uh, that I might encounter going forward. And I was like, what are they? So he told me this beautiful s- solution. Before I could really give feedback on it, he already applied his solution to this specific couple. And he met with them and he said, hey, I'm sorry if I'm sharing too much Simon, But he met with them, and he just told me, like this ended up in them saying, thank you so much for the way that you said this. We really appreciate and honor that. And there was hugs and love, and it ended. And he doesn't have to shoot the wedding. He just told them, I would not be the right guy because I cannot celebrate that with you because my belief system just say that I can't celebrate that with you. So I wouldn't think I'd be the right one to do that. That was wisdom. I would have never told him that. I think that's kind of what he said. And they hugged him and said, wow, that's so amazing. There, Thank you. So he could speak the truth in love. What did I have to do in that situation? Nothing. Emotional energy? Nothing. Cognitive energy? Zero. Was he discipled immensely? Yes. Did he find the right answers? Yes. Something happened there. In my life, I think that's when I said the art of the question as a title. So, disciple makers, as you are, take the weight off your shoulders. You hear what I'm saying? Take the weight off your shoulders of having to be those that have to answer the questions, but just become better at asking the right questions. We do teach, yes, we do. But we don't answer every question. Even the greatest teacher would say, like Jesus, I'm a great teacher. If you walk away with more questions than what you came with. You get me this morning. Disciple makers, ask questions. So who should ask the questions? The teacher or the one being taught? When you look at Jesus, you see, it's the teacher that asks the questions, right? Just had some, I'm not going to read through all of them, but there's about, you know, Jesus asked the most beautiful questions. Do you believe I can do this? Do you also want to leave me? Can any of you charge me with sin? If I'm telling the truth, as you say, why don't you believe me? Do you realize what I've done for you? Why are you terrified? Do you want to be well? Does this shock you? Amazing things that Jesus asked that threw people into perplexity. Interesting that he also often when he was actually teaching, he would answer his own questions, but he would ask it. And then if he's asking it, you would formulate an answer in your mind. And then he would teach you on it. And you would see the discrepancy between what, you've, what happened in your mind and what he just said. What a powerful way. But anyway, I love those. you think he was serious about that question? So, when we ask a question, and I'm almost, I'm almost done speaking then you're going to ask each other some questions and we're going to make you leave with more awkward questions than what you walk in here with. But when you ask a question, the next thing you should do is you should really listen. because Otherwise you just spoil the whole conversation. We call it active listening. If you grow in asking questions, you have to grow in listening. Now that's much easier than sp- um, speaking, we would say. So, three things you can focus on and this is more a coaching lecture than anything else on this slide. A, you have to actually pay attention. You have to, if you're not actually paying attention, you can just as well not ask the question. Number two, you have to show that you listen. huh. yeah, oh, wow, oh, ha. Yes. No. Oh. We know instinctively when someone's listening or when they're not listening. You can look at me and listen, or you can look at me and not listen. And I know the difference. We know the difference. So you need to show the person that you're actually listening. Now, someone like me, I get very good at showing that I listen without, without paying attention, which is horrible. So you have to actually pay attention, not only show that you listen. And then the last thing that you need to do in order to show this, you need to ensure that you understand what they're saying. So you need to summarize or paraphrase. So is what you're saying this? Do I understand you correctly that? Okay. That means that you listened. Okay. That's a week's long teaching in three minutes. Okay. Active listening. Is that cool? All right. So now we're going to ask each other some questions, and that's going to be the rest of the rest 40 minutes. We're going to work through a few things. Some of the questions we're going to discuss; others we're just going to let it linger in our minds. Is that okay? Cool. Thank you so much. Did anyone pick up something quite cool of what I said? did it make sense. All right. Did it take a burden off in terms of having to be a disciple maker with all the answers? I can disciple John Piper just have to ask him questions. Are you following Jesus? The answer you would give me would be ridiculous. But he would be convicted also. Uh Uh-huh. So what are you going to do about it? How far have you fallen? Hmm. I could disciple John Piper and so could you. So you're going to turn to someone that you really like. And you have to do this, okay everyone needs to find someone. you can't sit around for the next forty minutes not doing anything. so it's going to be groups of two by two, or if you odd one out, then three. okay everyone find a group that you someone you know or you can you 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 can speak to someone you know is better, okay? find someone that you know right now. Mommy is there We have that window there at the back so I can see when they are smoking in secret at the back door. <laughs> All right. Looks like you organized yourselves. You are way intelligent enough to be able to do that. I see some real leadership behavior. Did you see Nita's leadership b- behavior? Nita stood up and looked around and see where she can help make it work. That's leadership. That's leadership. All right. And then she hopes she's not going to find anyone. Then she's going to go sit and read Bible there in my office. All right. So, four minutes both ways. Four m- Minutes to one, I'll let you know when it's four minutes, then you switch. Okay? Four minutes the, the one gets to answer, four minutes the other one gets to answer. It was five, but I s- already spoke too much. So you're gonna ask each other, and if you are three, then you have to divide that accordingly. Um, what do you really want? It's existential, it's big, it's a perceiving kind of a question. What do you really want? 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 Did you get me? What do you really want? And then, for all of these things, what we're going to do is, you listen, must ask one exploring question somewhere in it. So tell me more. What do you really mean? Do you think you're answering the question? Okay, one exploring question, only one, and let the other guy go for it. What do you really want? One, two, three. Any questions? You need to pay attention, listen well, and make sure you understand. All right, active listening. One, two, three, four, Go. right 30 seconds more for the groups of 2 the groups of 3 um i'm sorry i didn't give you a heads up but you should be de- be, be be done by the first one by with the first one by now switch switch close off and switch it's just honorable to give the other one as much um, time as you had it's just honorable to give the other one as much time as you had so switch Teams of three should be with the last one about now. 30 seconds then we're gonna continue Okay, can I get everyone's attention again? So we'll continue the learning exercise by a 30-second silent question, so I'm going to Put the question on the screen and then you add that in your mind to what you just discussed and allow 30 seconds of processing that. Is that good? So it's going to be uh, two of them. I will switch between them. So look at it and think about it as you go. It's not that difficult. Ready? The next one is a question that God asked me this week, so I'm not trying to be provocative, just honest. Ready to move to the next discussion question. The the discussion questions um, are there to just make you leave with more questions than answers, okay? They're not supposed to be anything more. Is that fine? I think you'll enjoy this one. So you need to ask it to each other and then one question... um, to, what do you call, to explore the conversation further. Do you remember? Ask the question, then one question to explore further. Each one gets four minutes. I made it four and a half, so the groups of three gets three minutes each. So I'll let you know groups of three. I figured it out in my head. All right, so this is the next question that you're going to ask. Go for it. 30 seconds left for groups of three. Groups of three switch. Thirty seconds left for groups of two. Are you really listening? Groups of two switch. 30 seconds left for groups of three. of three, switch. Make sure you listen and you stick to the structure, that's fair. 30 seconds, then we're done. and we are done. Can I get your attention, please? Alright, so I hope you can have this discussions as you fellowship after the service or in the week also. So we're going to have... Two silent questions again that you could add to your pot and ask them in your mind. Um, Here goes the first one. I hope you like this as much as I do. So, I hope that in some of your conversations, you, um, maybe in some of you the thought came up, but I wonder what the Bible says about that. Um, uh, I, I wonder how we would evaluate that in the light of scripture. Is that even a question to ask? And if you should ask it, what, where do you kind of look for the answers for? And, uh. Um, so to close off the service, I'm not going to answer any of those questions and give you my 10 cents because it's really not worth that much. I can assure you that. But um, we should know, and this is a, just like a one minute obvious uh, teaching, but that where we actually do find answers for ourselves is we first go to scripture, right? So if you, if you don't know, you, your mind should immediately go to Bible, that's what we do that's what Simon did that's what we do because we must submit to it fully so if you're a Christian you do say that I submit to it fully and then we ask the Holy Spirit to inspire us in understanding and application and then we ask other faithful Christians what they found when they explored the question in this way and then we put those three things in a pot and we stir it and we remain humble throughout does that make sense? That's cool, man. That's just normal stuff. But so often I find that we don't really do that. So there's some answers there. Look for it like that. So what we're going to do now is um, I think we're going to skip the video because it's going to make us go over our time a bit. But um, how many of you saw that video of, because this is the ending, I will. I, I want to make you walk out of here not only with questions, but only also some action points, okay, so now we're going to work on some action points, that's going to help you to answer more questions, we're going to help you to read the Bible, uh, inspired to do that, have you seen that video of John Piper and that one guy having a conversation about the Bible and the research that was done, how many of you saw that, Yeah. John Bevere, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm a fan of who? So um, then, yeah, so so uh, watch that video if you haven't seen it. Linz, I have it. I have it. A lot of you have it. It's really amazing to see what happens if you read the Bible more than four times a week. um, Stats show your whole life turns uh, turns upside down if you just read the Bible more than four times a week. But anyway, so I want you to finish off with asking each other. So we're going to do a bit of like basic discipleship. Um, You're going to ask each other three questions, and so we're going to conclude the service. Um, So this is a very good thing you could always do whenever you do discipleship. One of the things you could always ask, what are your Bible reading habits, and how would you like to grow in reading, understanding, and obeying the Word? Because the new Christian can grow in that, and also can... John Piper... So, you can ask you can ask them all that and they can grow. And then ask them, how important is this to you? Because if it's not really that important, they won't do anything. Um, and then, what small step can you take from tomorrow? That's just a nice way of getting someone to grow intentionally. Okay? So, uh, a great conversation you could have with any disciple at any stage. Please have this question so that you don't walk out with only ans- uh, only questions, but that your Western mind has got some action point also that you can hang on to while you fearfully try to grapple with all the questions of life and COVID 19. Is that cool? Go for it. You've got the same amount of uh, time as you had with the previous exercise to work this out of your friend. Groups of three, 30 seconds. Groups of three, switch. of 2.30 seconds. of 2 switch Groups of three, 30 seconds. groups of three switch. Thirty seconds left, and thank you very much. Can I please have your attention? then just to wrap it up, just love the fact that when I, I instinctively know, and this is true theoretically also, when I preach at you, it's very good, it's very necessary, it's a spiritual activity and things happen, but it's, you know when you're a neurons, when there's activity in your neurons, it's literally like a little electric pulse that goes, so it's literally like a little little spark, okay, so that's like light bulbs, like a real deal, okay. So, when I preach at you, it's almost like light bulb. Light bulb. Light bulb, light bulb. When this happened, that just happened, it's more like... I love it so much. But I will preach at you again. So... um Um, I'm commanded to do that. So you'll have to bear with it. But this is beautiful. Um, So, uh, um, what did I, like some kind of a closing line. Oh, what's really cool is if you could now be very critical in the most loving way possible, in 10 seconds, give feedback on how you experience the other person's listening. Okay, I promise we like done. That's the last, slide okay so we're done now so um and give critical feedback on how they could improve how they listen does that make sense because sometimes you get really offended with the other person's listening and sometimes you think they listen really well and you make you make me feel so so quickly be critical about the other person's listening and help them a bit you can go for it and then i'll pray for us Just before you start speaking about the cricket, I'm going to close for us. Oh, wait, the cricket is, is cancelled. But let me, I'll just pray for us in a wrap up. And if the conversation is getting hectic, then please continue it after the prayer. Hectic conversations are always better after prayer. Father, I thank you for an amazing morning, Father, where we could really let our neurons loose and where we could really get some stimulation in Father and we, we could trust you to work among us, Lord. I pray that you would make us experts like you were at asking the right questions at the right time and listening really well and facilitating others and their growth, Father. I pray that... Uh, You would really give us the skill and grant us the insight. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then, um, just listen to this. For all our listeners that are listening electronically via um, podcast, we would like to remind you that if you go onto our website at www.shofaronline.org forward slash Cape Town City you would find that the slides are uh, simultaneous with the audio. Whereas on the podcast app, you'll only find the audio without the slides. So if you do want to see some of the slides which weren't read during the sermon, please go onto our website to find them. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. (laughs)